Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel, and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. And Nancy's going to be with me today because we're doing another Narcissistic Central show. And Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Nancy, if you can hear me. I think you've fallen out too. We've had a problem with uh, the blog talk the blog talk reception, so I really, really do apologise for that. Now, I'll get Nancy back in, so if you just hang on a sec, I'll just send her a quick message to get her back in the show. So I do apologise, and then we'll get down to the show. I've actually run in rather than having Skype. So that's going to work a lot better. So let me just get Nancy back in. You've got to love technology. It's great when it works, but it's not when it doesn't. Yeah, so let's see if I can just get her back in. And then we'll get down to this show because it is a really, really good show and it's a really, really relevant show. So this show today is about one of the most compelling and binding aspects of narcissistic relationships is that feeling that he is my source of everything. Now, hang on, I'm just picking up Nance. Hey, Nancy, you there? Hello. Yeah, I can hey, hear you now. Hey, hey. Uh, yeah, I just had the radio show up and I just waited for you to come back on. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine, that's fine, and what we might do is an edit of this show before we put it out there, but uh, for anybody that's listening live, I hope you're still hung in there, it is going to be a great show, and I'm um, actually on the phone now, so yeah, Skype can be a bit with sometimes, unfortunately, but that's okay, 
We're here. So this show is, he is my source of everything. That's what this show is about. And we're going to look at that because one of the most compelling and binding aspects of a narcissistic relationship is that you've been conditioned and you're susceptible to energetically, psychically, emotionally and mentally believing that the narcissist is your source of everything. And that without this source, you will be nothing and will not be able to create anything in your life of value or joy ever again. So this incredibly strict feelings of powerlessness, limitation and futileness is extreme and it can mean that letting go and living without the narcissist energy in your life feels like death, often literally. So in this show we're going to talk about why this phenomena has occurred, why the illusion has been established and how the breaking down of the illusion and the necessary ugh, the necessary reprogramming is essential in order to live again, break free and move forward into a wonderful and full life without the narcissist. So Nancy, I think we can all relate to those feelings, can't we? I think certainly we can and um you know the biggest thing about I think this came up just on the um, the Facebook page the other day about you know how they how people are just just so attached and missing and loving him and all that sort of stuff and it's and you know one yeah. of the comments I wrote which which got a quite a good reaction was the the real thing that has gone on here is he has taken over your persona and dumped all his crap onto you so you know there's a, yeah. there's a complete and and so what what's occurred here is there's nothing in your life or anything that's gone on that unless it's met with his approval is worth anything to yourself anymore. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. When, because it yeah. yeah. It is yeah, a diminishing you know, you of that your life. So the things that you, had value to you, you know, the narcissist is threatened by that because it's all about the narcissist's ego. It's all about I have to be the centre of your universe for good or bad and obviously, you know, a lot of that at the start it's the great stuff because the narcissist turns up and appears to be the solution to your equation in life of he's exactly what I want. Now my life's going to be fantastic, you know. So, And initially he's loving that because you're telling him how wonderful he is, how great he is, how different from other men he is, how he's the love of your life, you know, that's sort of all the energy you're throwing at it with him but of course the cracks start appearing and it's not really like that but the narcissist because it, it, he is a takeover statement he or she is a takeover statement it's all about absorbing you and becoming your everything for good or bad so then what happens is the narcissist with other things that you might be getting energy from you know whether it be your children or your friends or your family or your business or your hobby you know, the narcissist is going to feel very, very threatened by that. You know, his ego is so big and his sense of self-value is so low that it's all about, that threatens all of that. So he's going to diminish everything in your life to become the center of your universe because that's the only thing that his ego can deal with, his, his lack of sense of self because he doesn't have a self. You know, you've really got to understand this. He does not have a self. So he cannot uh, keep up his own good feelings or his own connection to source energy or his own connection to his own... He doesn't feel good about himself. He doesn't love himself. So he needs to be stealing your energy constantly. He needs to be getting attention constantly. So he's not going to be comfortable 
with things in your life that you get energy from. That's a threat to him. So he's going to wipe those out. And you know, and that can be so, very yeah, subtle he, how he does, and it? it's just it, it's just a um, a disapproval of where you're spending your time, of what you're doing is not really of value. I mean, a couple of the things. I mean, even even hobby wise, I was very into um, painting. Uh, I did oil paintings, and I was getting into acrylics and all sorts of stuff. And also, you know, I write a fair bit of poetry and stuff. And all of a sudden, you know, yeah. all of this stuff became devalued in his eyes. It was was worth nothing. Oh, that's just something you know women do. <laughs> sort of thing of um, I don't understand it, and it was sort of a deliberate, you know, knocking against it, and 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 of course, so what I did is then I devalued it, so I took on how he saw it, and I did it, and you know, and then and and yeah. then after a while, you just stop doing it all, and yeah. it's it's yeah. like that with anything, if they're not responsible Absolutely. for how you're Absolutely. feeling hey, about man, something. Absolutely, hey man, we've got a caller. We've got a caller. Oh in. yeah. Let's grab this caller because we don't do this all yep. the time. So, you know, this might be a good thing to do. So I'll just grab the caller now. Hello. Hello, caller, are you there? Hello, caller, are you there? Hello. Mm, okay, the caller's not there. It's showing up, but uh, they're not speaking. So that's okay. So we'll we'll keep going on. But, yeah, look, it's, uh, you know, this phenomena, and it takes place over an amount of time. And, uh, you know, as women, we can be very, very um, predisposed to really making it all about the relationship, about making it all about a man, making it all about, you know, that it, it is all about him and, you know, he's our life and it might be his friends and his, you know, even though narcissists aren't great with friends, they've got a lot of acquaintances, but... You know, and narcissists are showy. A lot of them are very, very showy. So it's stuff like the dinners. It might be stuff like the weekends away. It might be like, you know, the the big statements or the great cars or the, you know, like it, it can be it can be that sort of stuff. You know, you've really got two types of narcissists. You've got the ones that are quite parasitical, that are really sort of trying to feed off your success, or you've got the ones that it doesn't sort of matter what a mess in their life it's caused or how much debt they're in, you know, they've got good stuff and they like to spend a lot of money and they like to do things big and they like to do things showy, you know. So stuff like that can be really quite magnetic and alluring and, you know, because especially too, a lot of women that end up with uh, narcissists are single mums. You know, and they may be quite sensible. You know, you've had to live a life where... You've had to be sensible. You can't spend a lot of money. You've had to do it tough. And then all of a sudden this person can come into your life and then all of a sudden there's this lifestyle that you haven't been living or as a codependent you haven't been spoiling yourself with because codependents can find it very, very difficult to do stuff for themselves. And all of a sudden you've got this lifestyle going on that is really cool and it's really lovely. And you know, and you equate it to... My life needs a narcissist in my life to have these things, you know? Yeah. I, I think in my situation... Was that the case with Nan? No, you, no. Did you have that it was, No, I didn't. It was, oh, well, it's sort of in the beginning, but it was a bit different because I actually started out as the other woman, and there's a great big long story behind that, but... Yeah. In the case, he was in a relationship, and uh, and I ended up in a relationship with him. And we're in a small town, but the thing was, I mean, you know, and I, 
I was one of these women. I was quite assertive. I could look after myself. I'd been single for, you know, a fair while. And I didn't have a great need for a man. And once he started coming out at me, I just, I, I you know, first couple of times I just told him to piss off. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, but yeah, he kept yeah. coming. You know, and you know, and we all know how the narcissists, once, once they pick a target, away they go. Anyway, yeah. I've ended up in this relationship. But what ended up happening is when the cracks did start to appear, I'd just stand up and go, uh-uh, I'm not putting up with that. You're going to behave like that. You're yeah. gone. Yeah, and so yeah. so he went into it. He lived in this town for like a lot of years, had two families, with two, ki- two, ki- two daughters in each family. And yeah. um, all, was, all of a sudden he had to leave. So I, I ended up in the case where I was isolated. So I was taken across the country. I yeah. left my job, my house, my family, everything. And I thought, yeah. oh, well, you know, you, new life. So what it was, it was yeah. the promise of a new life. And um, once we got there, it was night and day. Who the hell he was, yeah. I didn't know. It was a completely different person. And I went yeah, through the whole, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, self-blame and all that crap. So. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that that was my yeah, story. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the DNA programs because, yep. you know, as you people that are regular listeners know, I'm right in the corner of freedom healing. I'm right into getting into the deeper core programs that can keep us really hooked in and really powerless and really futile. And I really want to talk about those because that's the level that I work at. That's the level I work at personally with myself and it's the level that I work at personally with other people. And it really is from the bigger picture perspective and ultimate reality truth. It's actually got nothing to do with the narcissist. Really, that person is a catalyst. It's about why has this turned up in my life? Why am I enduring this? Why am I going through this? Because life is always showing us what we still need to heal. That's the bottom, bottom line for everybody. There's nobody exempt on the planet that isn't going through that, you know, even the narcissist. But the reality is there's two types of people. There are people that are willing to actually heal their inner programs and therefore heal and change their outer experience or there's people that don't want to do that, that do not want to take responsibility and who want to keep pointing the finger and they want to keep blaming. And, you know, on one of my blogs that I recently wrote was, you know, your number one uh, path to healing is taking responsibility or something like that. So it all gets back to this because if we really cut down to the chase, we can have a look at... The fact is that if we get with somebody and, you know, they are abusive and we do stay and we keep attached to it and we keep playing it out, there's stuff we need to heal. And why are we powerless? Why have we allowed our power to be taken away? And why have we put this person in a position where we believe they're our source of everything? In other words, we've lost the connection to source to ourselves. We've lost the ability to know that there actually actually isn't even another person on the outside of this. And I'm talking in a purely metaphysical, energetic, ultimate reality truth. There is only us creating what has shown up in our life, what we've called forth into our life to show us where we're at on an inner DNA belief system programming level. So the thing is, is... A lot of women, and like we know that this show is 
primarily for women and we know that men listen into it as well too but you know I'm going to state it from a woman's perspective at this stage and I'll also look at the man's perspective because the man's perspective really his is about shame and I'm not good enough I'm not a good provider I'm not a good guy I'm not capable I don't have enough status I'm not believed in you know that's all the programs he is running all the programs we are running as women is I'm not safe I could get hurt you could let me down, you could hurt me. That's our fear. Now, what's happening in a normal male-female dynamic is those two pushing on each other. And that's where you get a lot of relationship issues. So what happens is a man feels criticized and a woman then feels like, well, you don't care about me, you don't love me, you can pull away, you're going to hurt me. And that's what she's playing out. And then, of course, that accentuates his shame, which accentuates her fear, and on and on and on and on the cycle goes. Now, when we're talking about a narcissistic individual, a narcissistic individual is teeming with shame. But what's happening is his ego is way too big in the picture for him to take responsibility for it and to have any ability to have the compassion and understanding for what's going on with your fear. So his shame, which is deep self-disconnection and deep self-devaluing, then points the finger out and makes it your fault. And he takes over your life. He strips away anything of worth to you. He puts himself as your source to everything. But the problem is he is a false source. He's a false self. He doesn't have a sense of self-value. He's a false self. So that source is false. And that source is dangerous and that source is going to continue to keep hurting you. Because if he can't take care of himself with his own self-value and feelings about himself, he cannot take care of you. His shame is going to hit so hard, he's going to strike out, lash out and hurt you. And that's always going to continue, 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 continue. So that's what's going on in the, in the narcissistic paradigm with what's going on with you. Now, what's going on with you is what you need to take responsibility for. You cannot fix his levels of shame and disconnection to source and self-value to make yourself well. You can't do it. It's impossible. And it's not your job. And you have no ability to influence that in any shape or form. Now, what he's showing to you is that you have extreme levels of fear. You have extreme levels of, you may not love me, you may let me down, you may hurt me. And they're going on and you're playing it out and you're staying stuck in it. And what's happening is you're really, really wanting him to fix it for you. You're wanting him to step up and become that person who is not going to unlove you, who is not going to let you down, who is not going to hurt you. You want him to fix it. But the you're in a program. He can't fix it for you. And if he's a narcissist, he absolutely does not have the resources and never will have the humility to actually come back to self-value, his connection to source and deal with his shame. It's never going to happen. You're stuck in a no-win situation. So the thing is, the inevitable thing is, is you've got to pull out of all of this. You've got to come home to self and you've got to heal your inner programs of fear. You have got to come back and they'll be deep DNA programs and... You know, part of my commitment to this year was to absolutely speak the truth of what I believe about healing. So from a past life perspective, what's gone on is, is that as women, the woman fear pain body is extreme. Women have been precarious. 
women have needed a man to survive. Women have needed to cling to men to survive, even if they're bad for them. So all of us have got an extreme fear body, and the fear body is hugely, first of all, survival programs. Am I going to live? Can I be protected from predators? and bad people because I'm not physically strong enough to protect myself. Am I going to be able to put food on the table? Am I going to be able to hunt? Am I going to be able to stoke the fire? Am I going to be able to keep a roof over my head? Now, even successful women have this fear. It's, it's in our DNA, and we need to do a lot of work on it at a deep DNA healing level to be able to change it. And that's the deep work that we need to do. Otherwise, we're going to cling to the wrong men for all the wrong reasons. So we need to heal that. We also need to heal the love programs that you may stop loving me, you may let me down, you might hurt me. That's the woman's innermost powerful fear in regard to men. Now, the reality is if that's playing out, that's exactly the man you're going to get, exactly the man you're going to get out. If you've had a narcissist or if you've had somebody hurt you and turn on you, it's because you've got those inner programs. Now, when you heal them and you do the deep inner work on that, you actually get to realize it's not even about that person. It's not about that person. They're only a catalyst in your life showing you what you need to heal. And when you become the I am statement of getting rid of all of that, I am support, I am love, I am compassion, I am truth. I'm a lot, all of life supports me and loves me, including men. When you align with that, then none of that is your, your reality in any shape or form. So what is going to happen is the relationships in your life that aren't working, they're either going to come and meet you at that level or they're going to completely drop out of your experience without damaging you because it is no longer your reality. So... That's the deep stuff on that. Nance, have you got anything to add to any of that? No, I'm not sure if I have, actually. I think that's all pretty accurate, or well, very accurate, actually. Um, yeah, and I know, like, even even from my own experience, like I said, I, w I was one of those women, you know, I was very self-sufficient. I was, I, I didn't back down. I wasn't in, even in, I worked in a male environment. And, you know, you always, it was, it was a funny phenomenon that any, any place you went to work, it was, you'd always have the bullies come and test you out very early in the piece. And I used to figure, I used to call it the three threes. It'd be, it'd be three weeks, three incidents and probably three people. And I'd actually let it go That's that far and then I'd start, and then I used to start pulling people up and, yeah. all, and they'd just look at you in utter shock and go, oh, you're not a pushover. And so after that, yeah. they'd actually leave you alone. So because I was because I was very much like that in my work environment, that that thing still existed, even though I was securing my job and everything else. I had investments. So I, you know, I was doing quite well, but I was still a single mother. There was still that safety fear in me, and I, I do remember Absolutely. it quite well. Absolutely. And you know, and I know, I know yeah. that's that's how I fell into it again. So yeah. Absolutely. And we, we've really got to take, and I think the confusing thing is for a lot of women is they think, well, I'm really strong and I'm really capable and I've traveled the world and I've had, held good positions in jobs. And I really think that women, that that's the way they've compensated, you know, for that inner dread and fear 
that you could stop loving me, you could let me down, you could hurt me, and then I've got all my survival programs going on as well in there. And I think women, to try and get through that, have got successful or got uh, independent or got ambitious, or but it's still going on. It's, but it, it is look, still going on I think on any woman much. listening to this show, any woman listening to this show, really feel into those statements about that inner stuff that is your biggest fears. Because and, you know, and no it, matter how yeah. confident you are on the outside, this stuff will make you very, very susceptible if you don't clean it up to getting into a relationship with somebody who is going to deliver exactly that smack on your doorstep. And if you don't honour you and if you don't heal it, you're going to cling. You're going to cling. You're going to try and stay. You're going to try and fix you're going to try and live with it and it's still going to play out in your life somebody who is playing the shame game with you who is also not in their power and it's just going to be a toxic mess. So you've got to pull away and you've got to heal so that you can really attract somebody in that has got self-value, that has got self-love, that has got the inner resources to be supportive, real, true, not let you down and not hurt you. That's, you know, that's the way I really think that when we go to the really, really true level on it, I really believe that's what's playing out. Nance, do you agree with that? And, oh, oh, definitely. And the other thing too here is, you know, and that's where it really becomes obvious how much, um, how much of a stake we put in what other people think. Because even um, in my situation, people that knew me and, that, and I ended up doing this, and I, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of close. I knew a lot of people, but the close friends were very few. And I'm, I'm that sort of person. I have few, few, few close friends, but they are, you know, very close. And I said, yeah. and I, I said a couple of things to them, and they go, "Of all the women, you were putting up with that." You know, of all the women I know, you put up with that. And I sort of thought, and it was sort of like because I was an assertive one and, and, and I was like I was, I felt like oh, everybody's going to think that it's me that has done this. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And I, was so, and I was so locked into that, that. And here I am across the country anyway, isolated from everybody and everything. I wasn't even working or anything at the time. So, you know, my life is really yeah. in lockdown. And I'm thinking... Yes. And it, and it took me a while until, you know, that little voice in, in my head just said, what the hell does it matter what anybody thinks? You know, you know exactly. who you are. You've got to sort this out. And um, exactly. it, it, was, yeah. it was just turning my eyes back to myself rather than, you know, looking through his all the time because once that, you know, and, and that and all that um, um, slander and stuff happens, starts happening a long time yeah. out before you even realise yeah. you're even in trouble that um, it's already yeah. been set up, yeah. so so there really is no way to no way to combat it. You've just got to pull away from it and go, yeah, well, it is what it is, and you know, whoever are my friends will still be there when when it all settles that, out. That's so true. That's you know, that's that's absolutely part of the fallout, you know, that happens. And that really good point that you said, and we say it all the time, like we're always talking about it on the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery page on Facebook and, 
we're always talking about it, is that it's about getting your focus off them and getting them onto you, getting it fully onto you and really realizing that it's actually not about them. It is about you. It's about, you know, your programs, what you're playing out, what's going on in your life and, you know, how to heal that, how to heal that. Because if you try and jump the fence and get into their reality, which you know is a completely different reality to yours too, you know, theirs is a shame, anger, blame game, um, which really has no consideration for your for your feelings or your fear or anything like that because it's all about him or, or her if you're dealing with a male or female narcissist. You know, they, they don't understand. They don't know. So you can't... You can't make sense of it because you're coming from two completely different universes. So it's not about making sense about what they're doing. It's about making sense about why my inner programs have created this experience in my life and what do I need to still heal in regard to my sense of fear and my sense of not thinking I'm my own source I'm you know I'm actually the creator connected to all of life that's creating my reality as a just is situation which means that just is means that I'm going to draw into my life my vibration and where I'm at where my programs are running and my belief systems and anything that's not that is just not going to be attractive to me it's not going to be a match for me and it's not going to be able to touch me in any shape or form because it's not who I am and my just isness, you know. So that's that's absolutely what we're needing to understand and work towards because the thing is when we're trying to work it out through our head and we're going through the, well, only if I did this or maybe I should have done that or why didn't he see it or why didn't he understand or why does he do what he does? You're getting nowhere apart from re-traumatizing your pain body because you're not in your true creative power, which is always energetic alignment. There's, you can't be aligned through your head because your head never settles on one thing because it actually doesn't feel secure. Your head sort of floats around grabbing bits of information, trying to make sense of them and trying to get a direction out of it, but it's not knowing. Knowing is that real solid justiceness. And when you get to that real solid just isness, well, then your head just drops away. There's nothing more to think about because it just is what it is. And the whole thing about getting yourself back to be a source to yourself is getting into that knowing, that just isness. And the thing is, you know, before narcissistic treatment and, and relationships, we haven't known that full connection to source. Or we've had parts of it, but there's still parts of it that we've had fear around, that we haven't got solid within ourselves on. So if we've still got the trauma and the drama in our life, it's because we hadn't cleaned that up yet, you know. So it's actually not about them. It's 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 funny because you know we're talking about that he is my source of everything. That's the illusion, but the truth is. In energetic vibrational reality, he doesn't even exist. He's simply a catalyst that came and filled a part in a play. And if he hadn't done it, somebody else would have had to. So it's not actually, you know, he is my source of everything means we give him all this power that you have the power to create an effect and destroy my life 
and it's actually an illusion because he's only a member of the play. He isn't that in, in any shape or form. He is not your God. He is not your destroyer. He is just a person that turned up in a play to show you what you need to heal. So that's a big, big shift that you can do to get out of your head to come back to it's not even about him I don't actually even need to think about him obviously you've got to clear a lot of pain and you've got to clear a lot of the what happens and you've got to clear a lot of the things that are hitting you on a very normal human level like it's one thing to just say well I'm not going to think about that because that's not the truth you know the truth is that hurts and that's causing a lot of pain and that's why I love corner freedom healing and doing things like the narcissistic abuse recovery program or doing sessions with myself is because you actually get to release all those hooks, those pains, those charges till they're just neutral, till they don't exist. And the more you do that, the more you just come back to yourself and you go, okay, well, this was really, this is all actually, the illusion is that this is so real and powerful and he destroyed my life. It's actually not it at all. The truth of the matter is he showed me what I needed to heal and thank you for that and and that's what this is about. So, you know, he's either, and that that's my focus, that's my truth and is he or is he not the reality of my truth which is safety, care, love, compassion, uh, you know, teamwork, consideration, joy, love, connection, truth. Is he those things? If he's not those things, he's just not a match. It's really, that's where it goes. You know, and to break free that you've got to do the work on yourself. You've really got to do the work on yourself in order to come to that and be able to heal at that level because otherwise you're going to be stuck in your head trying to make sense out of it. And it keeps you powerless. It keeps you stuck. It keeps you hooked. Even whether you're with or without the narcissist, you know, even decades down the track, you could still be hooked to the narcissist and that's just an awful awful way to live it's you know and and nancy that's how it felt originally didn't it uh, absolutely and you know i think a lot of the thing too is because you know we don't we don't realize this you know really what goes on in our own minds when the takeover is happening is we start to think the only way the narcissist thinks and we're trying to rationalize everything and you know like the narcissist can rationalize anything Absolutely anything. You can twist it and turn it, yeah. and suddenly it starts to sound. And you know that you know in your head, and you think, and that just sounds so ridiculous. But it's, it's also all, almost plausible. And so you sit there and you're confused, and you're rolling around trying to tease it out. But what you're doing is you're starting to think like him. And I know the sensation for me was it was like all my thinking was concentrated like in my frontal lobe, right behind my eyes. And it was like yeah. I couldn't, yeah. I, you know, I couldn't think like I used to be able to think and I was, I'm a very creative sort of thinker I'm a very I suppose more of a lateral thinker than a linear thinker so you know I'm, yeah. I'm very outside the box so you know obviously I'm all, all, always you know you're trying to make some sense of it but in the end that's all you do so you lose all those other abilities to, to really think creatively that you once had and I know I think it yeah. was after about my third I think it was after my second quanta healing I think and um, it was just one day and of course I'm you know I'm obviously very obsessed at this stage of everything that's going on and I've read just about every book I could get my hands on and I had you know I had I've had everything from the bible philosophy psychology I had all these books sort of half opened and all of a sudden the feeling was like bubble wrap popping across the top of my head 
and I actually believe that it was it was actually blood flies. And I just it, it was just and like I just felt I, like, Oh my god, I can think again. And it was just like everything just yeah. opened up and everything just became plain. And I think that's one of the key things is, you know, like we we have to realise just how far down down into that hell we've actually gone before we can even hope to sort of think about turning around. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the thing is too <laughs> Because it becomes your normal, it becomes your normal and you're in survival and then there's a whole heap of DNA programs going on, well I have to stay, this has to work, you know, I don't want to be thrown out into the cold on my own, how am I going to survive, how am I going to cope, you know, all of these fears are just so, so big at an unconscious level that it just becomes in a precarious, unsafe situation that you know really isn't safe isn't stable but it's almost like you've traded it you know because it's the lesser of two evils on on that dna survival level but it's insidious because you don't even really realize it's going on until you pull out of it and then you just go well you know wow this you know and especially when you heal and when you're aligned and you just go you know well gosh you know what that stuff just actually isn't my reality it just really isn't it's just not the truth of who I am anymore no but but the great thing to understand is that you know the the things that hurt the most are the things that can really point you to what you need to heal the most and yeah, and it, it really is about getting that consciousness around it. it it really really is about you know getting to the truth about things you know, that who done it. What is really going on here now? What is this really about? You know, and we've got to stop this. Well, you know, it's really about him because of this, this, this and this and his childhood or this, what, or this, you know, that's not the what's really going on here about you want to be thinking about because really at the end of the day, no matter what the reasons are, it doesn't matter. Like, they, it, it just... You know, there's been manifestations of that for whatever reason, but we've come from that past life DNA belief, I've got to fix this in order to be safe, you know, because you had to. I really believe that, you know, in past life and history situations, women had to fix things to be safe. This is all I've got. I've got to make the most of it. I've got to, you know, if I can make him healthy, safe, you know, and I can walk on broken glass and do that to the best of my ability, well, then I'm going to be safe. You know, that doesn't work now. That really, really doesn't work now. That focus on him doesn't work now because we're all learning that there is actually no outside, that everything we experience in our life comes from our inner vibration, belief, self, and love, and men, and safety, and truth, and love, and compassion, and all of the things. It's our beliefs about that that are going to create our reality, you know. So when something in our life isn't that, it's going to drop out of our experience or we're going to leave it and we're going to be an attraction force for more of who we are. And that's the bottom line that we're here to learn now, that we can't actually give up those things and try and fix somebody else to be those things in order to get those things. That equals how to lose. We can only fix ourselves and be those things, vibrationally be those things and get out of the fear of not receiving those things. Does that make sense? Perfectly. 
Oh, good. I'm glad exactly you're talking about. <laughs> I know there might it be is. some listeners listening in. If it, you know, if it's one of your first yeah. few times with me, or you might go, "Oh my God, who is this woman? She's off her head." Look, I promise yeah, you. I know. I know, I know. And look, you know, I promise you, I used to come from a really, really uh, structured, logical background. I actually remember years and years ago in my 20s, I had a very good friend and he rang me up and he had a conversation with me like this and I thought, this man is mental, get him out of my life, you know. <laughs> so I can I can understand how people, you know, might go, oh my God, people that have stuck with me for a while and have done a lot of reading and a lot of learning and they've done quantum freedom healing, they'll be going, yeah, Mel, get it, get it, get it. And the other people will be going, she's nuts. You know, I promise you that uh, sometimes you know what you've got to be—you've got to be out of your head to really. In other words, you've got to get out of your head. You have to be out of your head sometimes to really know the truth. To really, yeah, and it is. And, 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 and one of the things about this stuff, though, is you don't get it till you get it. Like you can read it all, exactly. and you go, "Oh yeah, I can sort of see where they're coming from." Oh yeah, I can understand it, but once. Well, what you know, you just know, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, just, that's why it's actually really hard to explain because yeah. people go... And you go, because oh, well, I, I, I was thinking that. about this and I was thinking, oh, my God, how do you explain this? Because I can see where, you, oh, know, yeah. you know, like even a lot of the masters say, look, this is how simple it is. And, and, and you, you go, well, if it was so simple, why don't we all get it? And then all of a sudden you hear it and go, oh my God, it's so simple. How do I explain this? <laughs> and the ridiculous thing is it's very simple. Like when you just get down to the simple truth and cut out all the supercilious rubbish and drama that's going on inside you emotionally and with your head, you know, it actually is simple. It's weird. And, and in our mind and we assume and, you know, we're not in solid knowing. It's it's just, yeah, it's an awful place to live because it's so goddamn confusing. It's just, yeah, uh, totally. you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think the thing is, too, you know, the narcissistic uh, relationship experience and painful love relationship experience is one of the simple things that you can try You'll to You'll bite it up a little bit, just let you know. Yeah. You there? Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. yeah. You, you were you just breaking up a little bit. Yep. Oh, okay. Can you hear me now? Yep, yep, yep. That's good. Can you hear me now, Dal? Yeah, I can hear Hello. you. Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, I can hear you. Hello. I can hear you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah, good, good, good. So, so you know, that's... And look, we know. We know from experience that if we're not in self-ownership, if we're pointing the finger out, if we're doing the blame game, if we're, you know, holding somebody else responsible for the creation of our life and our well-being, um, we're going to be in for a really hard time. We're going to be really in trying to make sense out of the nonsensical. We're not going to heal our inner programs that have created this experience in our life. We're not going to go forward into anything better because we're going to hit the same brick walls, you know, in the next relationship. It's a, Or we're going to be too fearful to even have one in our life. So, you know, all of that equals how to lose. So that's why... It, and so if anybody who is listening in for the first time, if you do go onto my blog, if you just put in blog Melanie Tonya Evans, you'll actually see, you know, one of the best articles you'll ever need to read about this stuff is... 
taking personal responsibility, you know, and you'll understand, well, hopefully that will really, because it is a really in-your-face blog, but it very much highlights about if you don't take personal responsibility, this is exactly what you're going to be playing out and what you're going to feel and how it's going to hit you in the face and how you're not going to get through to better experiences. So, so you know, and you, you may have so much pain and fear going on that you're not there yet and that's okay because it is a quantum shift but it means that you really need to go and get some healing done on it. And as I say to people, you know, if if for whatever reason, I mean, because quantum freedom healing, I mean, I can do it with anybody all over the world just by Skype or phone. You know, it's it's not a problem. It's done by remote. I hook into your energy and off we go. But if you feel like you do want to see somebody in person, which is, you know, not even, I mean, it, 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 you don't have to. But if that's your preference... I say to people, get yourself to a kinesiologist. Get yourself to somebody who can actually do cellular body work on you and go to deeper levels because that's where it doesn't matter. You know, on your deep DNA survival programs and things that are pushing your life unconsciously that aren't healed, that may not have been healed for centuries and they're so deep and unconscious, they are just running your life. That's why you're reacting. That's why... You're, you're in situations where you go, I logically cannot accept why I'm doing this or staying here in this, but stop it. That indicates that you are massive DNA programs that aren't serving you. Now, no amount of head therapy is going to get to those. They're too deep. You can go counselling, psychology, to the cows come home. You are not going a counselor or psychologist isn't going to somebody knows how to access deep in a program is going to help you heal. So you need a kinesiologist or you need somebody like me for quantum freedom healing. You need somebody who can go there and release it for you. So, you know, that's going to give you... You know, I see people all the time that are... You know, they're hooked on the narcissist, he says... They've got no vitality. No joy. There's like, they feel dead. We all did. We all did. You know, even normal relationship breakdowns can feel like that. It doesn't even have to be a narcissist. You know, all of that is because you've got deep inner programs you need to heal and a lot of them are going to be survival programs. So my absolute suggestion is stop wasting your money on counselling and psychology and get yourself to somebody who can heal you at a deeper level and shift those programs that are really big hooks for you. You know, just give it a go. You've got nothing to lose and you're, you're just going to, you know, you may have already been in counselling for months or years or weeks even and you're thinking, oh, God, I'm not really feeling reluctant. It's really not helping me. Like, I still feel like crap or death. Get yourself to a kinesiologist. I remember, you know, when, oh, my God, I was so, so bad. And I remember the first kinesiology session I had, and I was still a wreck, but I got off that table and I had hope. I felt stuff shift. For the first time, it was like, oh, my God, you know, something's changing here. What you need. You really need to make the changes to really make the changes. So, because otherwise you're going to be hooked on the illusion that 
He is my source of everything. And it is Stockholm complex. Like, look it up. It's really interesting. You know, yeah, have you have you looked bonding. into that, Nair? Yes. Yeah, trauma, trauma bonding. bonding is massive. Yeah, it oh, is. It and even women happens with animals, are highly, you know. highly susceptible. Women are highly susceptible to trauma bonding. You're my destroyer. You're my god. Highly, yeah. highly susceptible because we run those horrible fear programs of, you know, oh my god, the outside's really scary. I can't survive on my own. But you could hurt me. You could let me down. You could stop loving me. So I've got to stay attached to you trying to make you different for me to be safe. It's just a horrible crisis. And narcissistic abuse is awful. And they're the times you're selling your soul. They're the times you know you're going against safety, that you're trying to go back in. You're trying to patch it up. You're trying to fix it, but you're actually still hanging in the ethers horribly unsafe because the proof is in the pudding of what's happened and what's going to continue to happen and what hasn't changed happening. So you're trying to fix it. You're trying to love this person. You're trying to trust them because you're trauma bonded. You're really, really trauma and, and, You know, you're clinging to this person that you is supposed to save you from the big horrible world, but what happens is he's, he becomes your only piece of world and the rest of the world disappears. And because of that, right. once you actually try to pull away, you, don't, you have no idea what to do because all your resources mm -hmm. went into doing that. So you don't, yeah, you know, you, yeah. you go, oh, well, what, what am I going to do? But it's just, yeah, we all it's like people that get out of prison that reoffend to get back in because they can't imagine existing in a normal world. Well, you know, I mean, narcissistic abuse is exactly the type of abuse they use in um, prisoners on prisoners of war and political prisoners and stuff like that. They use that um, uh, the the uh, idealised evaluation and all of that, and that, that's how they yeah. break prisoners yeah. by doing that. You know, so what what, yeah, what you're actually true. going through is is massive torture, and you know it's a fine art when they do it in a in a in a prison, but it is exactly the same thing. That's right. That's so. exactly right. And 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 that's what mental torture is: is being hmm. lined up and. You know, being blamed and facts twisted and humiliated and yeah, and then the and next thing is yeah, yeah, exactly, so, yeah. exactly. It's it's just yeah, it's it's awful. So you know, it'll be really really good if uh, you know people. And the thing is, it's all the same for everybody. It it really is. You know, those feelings of being bonded, the feelings of life is dead and it's colourless and there's going to be no joy without the narcissist and, you know, and everything you do reminds you of them and, you know, it's the adrenaline surges and the post-traumatic stress disorder and all of those things that are just running, you know, through your body and just hit you like a freight train out of nowhere constantly, you know, and that's why... Head therapy isn't going to help any of those things. It's actually cellular body memory that's in the cells of your body. And the heart-head-body connection is massive and powerful. And, you know, we've always been brought up to think, well, if you work on the head therapy, well, then it changes the body uh, chemical disposition. 
but it's actually the reverse. When you actually work on it cellularly um, with the body work, well then it's just switched over and changed and released and then the head's not grabbing hold of it and thinking about it because it's just not signaling and running anymore. So that's why I say to people, you know, anybody out there with post-traumatic stress disorder or the association stuff going on and all of those just, it, all of those gamut of horrible emotions, go and get body work done on it. You know, you'll start experiencing relief very, very quickly. It's, it is the true solution. And I've never seen that theory disproved. I've not met one person that simply on head therapy without body therapy has actually recovered into becoming a thriver. I've seen survivors. I've never seen thrivers. The only thrivers I've ever seen on, on any level of self-work are the ones that, that bust off their programs and really, really, they're not managing them. They're just not there. They're body work people. So that's the way to do it, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, well, I totally agree with that as well. I know, yeah. we've done it again. Well, it was the same for you, wasn't it? Like once you started <laughs> yeah, yeah. getting your body work done. I, I, I couldn't believe how quick it was. But I think, you know, I was, because I was, I was really looking for the answers, I suppose, and as, as soon as I got onto it, I, I just went, oh, my God, wow, this really works. <laughs> and, and, and so I just ran with it, I suppose. And uh, yeah, and it was, yeah. uh, you know, and I, I spent years in introspection and, you know, between relationships trying to figure out what the hell I was doing wrong to turn these perfectly nice guys into raving monsters after six months. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And exactly. while I had made some groundwork, there was there was just a bunch of those core things that I just hadn't gotten near. And, um, you know, yeah. you can read all the books in the world, but you just you just will not touch them that way. So, no, I yeah. agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You know, so it is. It's just a continual journey of why did I attract that? Why is this in my experience? What is it showing me? I need to heal within myself, and then going. And really, I mean, just want to add this one thing too, because you see it quite a bit. Like some women truly believe that their experience is just a little bit worse than everybody else, and they have the ability to love a little bit more than everybody else. So everybody else can't quite understand that they're a special case and I mean if that's and I'm going to say this straight up but that is actually a pathological point of view that and it's actually a, a superior point of view that mine is worse than yours and if you if you're not six foot under you have not had the worst experience I'm telling you right now because there's too many people dying out there that, that you know if you're still alive you're doing all right yeah, and, um, absolutely, yeah. and I and I agree with that, Nancy. And look, and everybody's situation is relative. And for goodness' sake, there's people that have been better off, there's people that's been worse off. Absolutely, that's right. It is. But the thing relative. is, that also is a statement of not taking responsibility. It's a victim statement. It is. You know, we're attracting yes. and creating what we need to heal. It's all in perfect and divine order. You know, so. That's just really saying, well, life ganged up on me. No, you called it forth, and this was your experience to heal. Your soul knew that, you know, you can take it, and you wanted this, and you wanted the reminder, and you wanted to heal, and you wanted to break free to the true life that you want to live. So this was necessary. You know? And, you know, and, and that's the thing. I mean, good, bad things happen to good people all the time. There's a whole world of Absolutely this that goes on. 
So absolutely, you know. they do because they need to heal. You know, and mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. Thank you so much for coming on the show yeah. and doing this one with me again. No worries, that's very good. Yeah, good to see you back on too. <laughs> yeah, um, I know yeah, you've got yeah, a lot yeah. on, so. Got a lot on, doing a lot of healing and, uh, you know, and really taking the gift of that because that's what it's all about. And, you know, I I feel very blessed that I can do that and, you know, that I know how to do that because, well, there's really nothing else to do, you know, because there really isn't. Well, there isn't, is there? No, no, because that's what, you know, having a great and beautiful and a loving life is all about. There's nothing else to do. All right, darling lady. Well, thank you, thank you so much. So I hope you've enjoyed the show, everybody, and I'm sorry about the uh, little hiccup at the start, but, you know, all good now, and lots of love, and I'll see you next week. Bye, Nancy. Yeah, bye, Mel, and bye-bye to all the listeners. Thanks for listening in. Okay, bye. Okay. Lots of love, everybody. Bye-bye.